0: the incremental anti-diet solution for effective permanent weight loss. Primal Potential is committed to helping you overcome emotional eating, hormonal imbalances, unhealthy habits, and your dieting mindset through education and inspiration. We don't just talk about what you should eat and what you should avoid. We talk strategy. Primal Potential is bridging the gap between knowing and doing. Each episode will leave you with concrete tips for making positive changes that make a difference. Primal Potential is here to help you lose weight, get healthy, and master fat loss naturally. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. This is Elizabeth Benton here, and I want to talk today about what I see as a major problem within the weight loss world, and that is failed diets. There are all these people, and I was one of them for a long time, With amazing intentions and tons of motivation who just can't seem to find success with the standard diet programs out there. It might make them stick for a little while, lose a little bit of weight, but oftentimes they find that they quickly regain the weight, even though they're not really eating enough to put the weight back on. It's sort of a mystery. What's going on? The myth that we're going to debunk today is this, eating less and moving more is the key to weight loss. The fact that we're going to establish is that eating less and moving more is very likely keeping you fat and making you put on more weight than you ever hoped to lose in the first place. But before I get into the how and why, let's look at some of the basics of what a diet actually is and what we really hope to get out of it. If you consider why you go on a diet, I want you to think about what you're looking to achieve. Are you looking to just drop 10, 20 pounds and then put it back on? Because it's usually what happens, but I would argue that most of us aren't really going for that. Are you looking to become more obsessed with food and exercise or less obsessed? Are you looking for a moderate approach? Or are you hoping for something that's extreme even if you know you can't sustain it in the long term? I want you to think about what you're willing to give up long-term if your desire is to maintain your results. Sure, anybody can give up an entire food group for a week or two or a couple of months, but what are you really willing to give up on the long-term? On the flip side, what are your non-negotiables? What are some of the things that you know you need to have or not to have in order to maintain your sanity and enjoy a happy life? What's gonna satisfy you? And what happens after you reach your goal? What's your long-term plan? I used to get stuck in this trap of telling myself that I'd go crazy strict to lose the weight, and then I'd deal with maintenance afterwards. And I can say from experience that never, ever, ever worked for me, not ever once. Sure, I lost some weight, but is it worth the effort and the energy If we end up putting it back on, then we find ourselves back where we started, but kind of in a worse place because we're more frustrated, our metabolisms are more damaged, our hormones are more out of whack, it's just not worth it. We absolutely have to consider sustainability. If it's not a plan that you can follow forever, then it's really not the best plan for you, period. You have to ask, are you willing to eat this way for the rest of your life? If you're gonna go on a diet, One of the paramount things you should consider if you're thinking about changing your eating habits or following a specific plan, am I willing to eat this way for the rest of my life? If not, what do you expect will happen once you stop? And when you look at your plan, as much as we all hate to do this, and I'm leader of the pack here, but look at your history, okay? How realistic is your compliance on what, what you're setting to take on based on your history. Have you tried this four or five times before and you always burn out? Have you tried similar things 10 or 20 times and you can never stick to it? How realistic is your compliance based on your history, based on your lifestyle, your family needs, and your own habits? What has happened in the past? And you have to get really honest with yourself on this one, and here's why. Not because you know, we need to embrace our failures and all this other stuff to like help us move to the next level, but the true reality is that your past failures are some of your most powerful lessons and the keys to identifying what will work for you because once you know what won't work, once you come to terms with that based on your past behaviors or your habits or just your mindset, then you can really narrow down the list of what might work for you. So let's get back to this myth of calories in, calories out and this dieting model. I can't tell you how many times, I'm mean, truly I couldn't tell you, I can't count that high, that I would gear up for some crazy diet and I have tried the most ridiculous stuff out there, truth I mean truthfully. I would get all super strict, I would follow the plan to the letter, miserable every step of the way of course. And I would lose weight, of course but then I would go totally off the rails and I would gain all the weight back. And I don't even mean that I would overeat and go crazy and gain the weight back, but like mentally I couldn't take the restriction anymore so I couldn't stick with the crazy plan. And whether it was after three weeks or three months, I just couldn't stick with that. So it's not that I would go and go crazy and binge, I would go back to what I considered normal eating for maintaining my weight before and all of a sudden, I'd be piling weight back on thinking, I'm not eating enough to be gaining weight, but what's happening here? And the perfect example of this was right before I got married. I went on the HCG diet where I was eating about 400 calories a day and I dropped about 60 to 70 pounds in a ridiculously short period of time and it took even less time to gain it all back. Here's what I wanna really emphasize, though. I think many of us have the impression that we have this rebound weight gain after dieting because we lose all of our self-control and go on a binge, but that's not usually what happens. Sure, it happens in some cases, and it's happened to me before, but what really happens more often is that when we go on this extreme diet, we're damaging our metabolism and actually slowing our metabolism down by creating hormonal chaos in the body. So then when we go back to what was normal eating that would have allowed us to maintain our weight in the past, certainly not enough to have caused weight gain in the past, all of a sudden we start piling on the pounds. And that's because most of the damage we've done while dieting is to slow down our metabolism and we've made it almost automatic to put on weight afterwards. This mindset, of this restrictive dieting process is totally backwards, it's a destructive, defeating model, and we have to start accepting that as the truth, not this formerly known truth of eat less, exercise more, crash diets are the way to go. Now let's dive into that and think a little bit more, look at some of the specifics, because if you're like me, the eat less, move more model is so deeply ingrained in you and you have thought for so long that it's the only way, you're probably gonna need a little more convincing to understand why it doesn't work. And I totally get that because I crash dieted for so long. I thought that the faster I could take the weight off, the better, and I would deal with the rest afterwards. And that did not work for me one single time. So here's how we need to kind of put this whole conversation into context. Your body is designed for survival, okay? It's not processing things like dieting or purposefully limiting food. It doesn't understand that. It only understands survival. So when food is scarce in short supply... Whether that's because you're wandering through a desert with no options for food or because you've put yourself on a diet, your body sees that as a threat, okay? Your body does not know that the grocery store is down the street or that there's plenty of food in the pantry, it thinks that famine is here and it sounds the alarms to reserve all possible fuel. Your body will fight weight loss when you dramatically cut your intake or you dramatically increase your activity or both, because it thinks that fuel is scarce. That's survival. That's how your body works. So here's what's happening inside your body when you live this model of this dieting mindset. Your body triggers a decrease in your thyroid function. Your thyroid controls your metabolism. So your body slows down your metabolic rate because it wants you to go into conservation mode, holding on to as much of the fuel that's coming in as possible, not using anything for energy, and certainly not tapping into stored energy in your body fat, because it's saying, hang on to that. That is survival mode, and keep that in mind when you're thinking about why you seem to pile weight back on after you diet. you slowed down your metabolism. You have to eat less just to maintain. So that's one thing that your body does in response. Another thing it does is increase the production and release of a hormone called ghrelin. And ghrelin is a hormone that's responsible for making you feel hungry. So when you cut your calories, you experience more hunger. Not just the hunger you had before, but more hunger. Ghrelin also triggers abdominal fat accumulation, so fat storage around the mid- midsection. And I don't know about you, but I don't want either one of those things. That's why when you go on a diet, all of a sudden you can't focus or function because you're so dang hungry all the time and people down the hall can hear your stomach growling. The eat less, move more model is also a major stressor on your body. And when we have prolonged stress, we increase a hormone called cortisol. Cortisol is a stress hormone. And when our body produces more cortisol, we experience inflammation, hunger, cravings, slower wound healing, slower recovery, not to mention feeling anxious, irritable and downright miserable, which I think we can all relate to when we're dieting. You also will have a decrease in the overall production of insulin and that's going to make you feel hungry and it's also going to trigger your cravings, especially for carbohydrates because your body is trying to send smoke signals to you to give it fuel and it wants the fastest form of fuel possible in the form of carbohydrates. These are all significant hormonal shifts that are caused by traditional dieting. Your metabolism will slow down. Your body will shift into fat storage mode and keep you out of fat burning mode. It will default to burning precious muscle, muscle that is metabolically active, instead of fat. So any weight you do lose may very well be muscle. And that's going to make you, sure, smaller, but also softer, and it's going to contribute to that slower metabolic rate responsible for so much of that rebound weight gain. And in addition to this hormonal chaos, there are negative reactions within critical enzymes too. When we cut calories, we actually increase the activity of the enzymes in our body that store fat and decrease the activity of enzymes that burn fat. The end result here is slower metabolism, less muscle mass, and you're stuck in this crash dieting cycle where even to stay steady, even to maintain your weight, you have to eat less and exercise more and you compound the problem so you really are stuck in this cycle. Here's the thing, there is an alternative. You don't have to crash diet to lose weight. You don't even have to cut calories. Please don't uh, crash diet if you wanna lose weight. Don't cut your calories or spend hours each week working out. Those methods will backfire. In the short run or the long run, they will backfire. What you need to do is choose foods that balance the hormones responsible for dictating if you're in fat storing mode or fat burning mode. You have to eat to balance the hormones that influence hunger and cravings. You have to eat foods that encourage the activity of your fat burning enzymes and you need to manage your stress and get enough sleep. All of these things positively impact the hormones that are running the weight loss show. So practically speaking, what does this look like? We always like to kind of after we talk about the myth and the fact, we like to talk about the practical implementation strategies and the first practical implementation strategy is this. And this is a great time of year to be having this conversation. Do not go on calorie-restricted diets, period. Don't do it. Don't get into that trap of counting calories and thinking that less is more. It's not. And then you want to eat to balance your blood sugar and your insulin because that's gonna keep you from feeling hungry and that's gonna keep you from experiencing cravings. And the best way to manage your hunger and cravings is by eating whole foods that help to control your blood sugar and your insulin and avoiding processed foods like wheat and grains. You wanna make sure that you're eating protein and fat with all of your meals and snacks because that really helps to balance your blood sugar and your insulin. You wanna practice stress management techniques because we can't get away from stress. There's no question about that. We all have stress in our lives, but we do have ultimate control over how we manage that stress. So whether it's through deep breathing or a gratitude practice or meditation or just creating a peaceful environment around you whenever you can, we have to actively practice stress management techniques and we have to make sure that we're getting enough sleep. We definitely want to move our bodies, but we don't want to exercise too much because that will play into this eat less, move more cycle. So you definitely want to move, but you want to keep your movement moderate. And I don't necessarily mean intensity because high intensity exercise is actually really good for hormone balance, but we want to avoid that long duration, steady state, stress inducing exercise. And then we really need to pay attention to our own bodies and what works for us. What foods fill you up? If you don't know off the top of your head, that's okay, but it's something you want to pay attention to over the next few weeks. Maybe keep a little journal with you, or I like to make notes on an app on my iPhone. Um, What foods make you feel most satisfied? What foods don't fill you up at all, and you could eat a ton of them and never feel satisfied? You really want to know what those foods are for you. What foods trigger cravings for you? What foods make you crave more sweet things or more salty things? Really identify what your cravings are. And then pay attention to your body's response to your workouts too. I know for me, certain types of workouts, like running, actually makes me more hungry, but lifting weights actually satisfies my hunger and reduces my appetite overall. So let's look at some examples of what this would mean on an implementation basis, how we can eat to balance our hormones and to lose fat without crash dieting and without cutting calories. But I want you to remember that everything is individual and the best fat loss plan is the one that works for you, the one that you'll actually follow. So starting with breakfast, I am a huge fan of Bulletproof Coffee and I'll put a link to the recipe and the information about Bulletproof Coffee in the show notes. But it makes me feel full, and I mean, I guess they call it bulletproof for a reason. It kind of does make you feel a little bulletproof. It increases my energy, it satisfies my hunger, and it gives me enough stamina to get through my workouts while letting me stay in fat-burning mode because I'm not raising my blood sugar or my insulin when I have it. But if you're not a coffee drinker or you feel like you want something a little more substantial... Awesome breakfast options include frittatas with lots of vegetables, but not with potatoes, not in the morning. Omelets with veggies and bacon. Or if you're looking for something sweet, I know some people like to have something a little sweeter in the morning, but you want to stay away from things that are going to raise your blood sugar. Uh, A great option is chia seed pudding with coconut milk. And I'll also put a a link to that in the show notes. If you're on the go, a protein shake is not a bad option, but definitely look for some lower carb varieties and be sure to add fat from nuts or coconut milk or avocado. And lately, I'm a huge fan of these insanely good pork breakfast muffins. There's a recipe that I got from Mary the Paleo Chef and they are absolutely amazing. And I will link to Mary in the show notes as well. When it comes to snacks, I know that can be a hard thing for people because you're at work or you're on the go and you can't really heat something up. Veggies, raw veggies are always a great option with nuts like almonds or macadamia nuts. Just be sure to keep an eye on your portions. It's something that's always hard for me. I can easily have four or five handfuls and you definitely don't want to do that. Beef jerky is not a bad option, but keep an eye on the sugars because a lot of them will have quite a bit of added sugar and you want to avoid that. Hard-boiled eggs are pretty easy, and I love having leftovers for a snack, just a few bites of maybe a piece of salmon or something that I've made the night before. I really like that. Lunch, great options are always leftovers because they're easy to pack and take to work. I also, if I have leftover protein, but maybe I don't have leftover vegetables, I'll take and make a huge salad with some greens and some blends of cabbage, and then just whatever protein I have left over, whether it's fish or bison, chicken. And I really like to add avocado whenever I can because it's just a good, healthy fat. And if I don't do that, I'll tend to make my own salad dressing. Um, with ingredients like extra virgin olive oil and balsamic vinegar, some Dijon mustard, some garlic or shallots, salt and pepper, super, super easy and straightforward, and you can just make them in a flash. And salads don't have to be boring. They can be really delicious and flavorful and don't have this tiny little salad. I mean, when we're talking about greens, load up and make sure that you're satisfied. Dinner time is when I'll tend to add my clean carbs, like sweet potato or quinoa. I absolutely love salmon cakes and I'll put a link to my favorite recipe in the show notes, but they're super easy and I make a ton ahead of time and then I just heat them up when I wanna eat them. Or something like a paleo version of a shepherd's pie with ground beef and mashed cauliflower and corn. Tons of awesome options. I love steaks and fillets, Brussels sprouts, you name it. You can get really, really creative. And I have a sweet tooth. I love dessert and there are some really great healthy dessert options where you don't have to cut calories and they'll keep you, this is the most important part, they'll keep you in fat burning mode. One of my favorites is this amazing coconut cream ice cream that's sweetened with dates. And I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes as well. The show notes, remember, are on primalpotential.com under the podcast tab. So the takeaway today is that dieting is really awful for you. Dieting will keep you fat and will very likely cause you to have major rebound weight gain, there is a better way. There is a way to eat, to lose fat, without cutting calories, without being hungry, without experiencing cravings, and it's about choosing the right foods at the right time. And it's definitely a topic we're gonna be talking a lot more about on this podcast, so be sure to check back regularly. And please, I would love it if you would email me Elizabeth at PrimalPotential.com. And let me know not only what you thought of this episode, but what other topics you'd love for me to cover or what industry experts you'd love for me to interview and get some insight from them on future episodes. So thank you so much for tuning in today. I love doing this. It's so much fun. Head over to PrimalPotential.com to look at the show notes and get all the links to everything I talked about. And until next time, stay healthy.